0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have Christian self-help author and entrepreneur, Jerome W. Terry. I want to dive right on into the nitty-gritty, your book. I want you to
1: tell us about it. Okay, so basically, so the name of the book is Lord Help Me With Me and uh the subtitle uh came up with is it's a guide to help renew the mind for transformation for life transformation mm-hmm. and so the revelation basically i received was that we can't have a transformed life unless we have a renewed mind mm-hmm. so um, and then lord help you with me is basic about coming self-aware dealing with self because a lot of times you know we can use scriptures and use the word and try to apply it to other people's lives and try to help other people and try to fix everybody else's lives, and then we end up neglecting ourselves. So the revelation that pretty much God gave me was like, just work on yourself. You just work on you, um, work on changing your mind, then the transformation that you have will ultimately be a benefit to the people around you and the people that you care about the most. And so sometimes we can always focus on other people's problems, what other people have going on in their lives, trying to fix the people around us and then the whole entire time we're neglecting ourselves, And God does not want me neglecting myself. He wants me to deal with self. He wants me to become self-aware. And um, really basically when God gives us his spirit, uh, one of the attributes uh, of the spirit of God is self-control. But he doesn't give me the spirit of God to control other people. He doesn't want me controlling. That's birthed out of our insecurities. He wants me to control myself. That's really what um, relationship with God is about, and then dealing with self. And then if I can deal with self, then I can deal with you. I can deal with other people.
0: How did you even come up with the title?
1: The title, well, the title changed about four or five times. So <laughs> I started writing the book. It took me a couple years to do. I wrote it, rewrote it, rewrote it, went over and over again. when I, the, the first title I came up with was, uh, was uh, the mind of a worshiper. That was the very first title. Um, I wanted to I wanted to use that title after I changed it, it came from um, you know, I talk about this in the introduction about Taml man, you know, wonderful gospel artist, her song Change Me. And so the title was like, Um, Lord, change me, um, make me more like you. But that's really what that says, change me, Lord, make me more like you. And that's what she says in the song. Um, but that's too long of a title, so it got condensed to just Lord, then it was Lord help me. And then it was like, Lord, help me with me. Like, I need, I need you to help me with me. I need help with me. Do you remember
0: the moment you had that epiphany yourself that you need to renew your mind?
1: Yeah, um, I think basically, I, I don't know if I can really recall a certain point in time, but I think, I think, well, me growing up in church. I guess talk a little bit about my background. Um, I grew up, I've been going to church since I was four years old. My mother took us to start taking us to church. And I say us or we, because I have a twin brother. And um, so my mother, she had, my parents were 40 years old when they had me. And then she, my mother was 40 when she had twins. So she started taking us to church about four years old. And we started going to, you know, like a, you know Baptist church, non-denominational, non-denominational church. And ultimately, we started going to apostolic church we you know we can sometimes just be conditioned to think that all we have to do is speak in tongues and be baptized in jesus name but you can speak in tongues and be baptized in jesus name and still have a carnal mind you know still be carnally minded Mm -hmm. so and we think that's really just the introduction you know when you meet jesus you receive the spirit but you still to be transformed you have to be transformed by the renewing of the mind and that's that came i learned that through experiences because I was, because I still had difficulty. A lot of times not transparent, don't have the courage to talk about, you know, we think it's just people out in the world are struggling with uh, like alcohol addiction, substance abuse, sexual misconduct, but that's going on in the church as well too, you know, and we cover it up, we shot over it and uh, uh, we just go to church or we have church attendance, church participation. But we really don't have relationship and so it's in your relationship with god that gives you revelation he starts revealing you to you when god's talking to me he's not really talking to me about other people he's talking he wants to talk to me about me Mm -hmm. and then he wants to help me to become better to start improving myself and so that and 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 that's what it was i you know because you can have a good heart have good motives have good intentions but you can have A mind, it's the mindset, it's how we think. That's what leads to how we conduct ourselves. And then we can end up hurting ourselves, you know, and you know, you instead of using the word, using relationship with God, we can use different devices like alcohol and drugs just to self-medicate. It's not like I'm trying to hurt anybody. I just got so much pain, so much trauma from previous experiences that my mind hasn't snapped free from. So to, to ease the pain, I'm I'm just trying to numb the pain. So but that's dysfunctional. It's destructive. It hurts yourself, and then it can hurt your family. If I'm a husband and a father who's alcohol addicted, that's not just hurting me. That's also hurting my wife and my children. If I'm drinking every day, so if I'm right. smoking every day, if I'm if there's infidelity, if there's sexual misconduct, these different things. So, uh, God He will start revealing to you, man. You it's your mindset. You, you got to change. You have to have a spiritual mindset. You you got a carnal mind. You know, you got the spirit, but your mind is still carnal. And so that's what I started to learn. And that comes through revelation. You know, that comes, I mean, through relationship with God. So that's what I can't really pinpoint a day and time when I got that epiphany is just you, when you keep struggling, you keep dealing, you keep having difficulty in your life that you're not overcoming. It's like, and then you have a heart for God and you have, you want a relationship with God and you know, like, man, I'm not close to God. As I want to be, because I'm, because I got this stuff in my life that needs to be, you know, I need to eradicate. You, and if you you start crying out for help, I start crying out to God for God for help, and He uh, starts talking to me.
0: Now, in your book, you talk about how we should allow God to access our heart because our heart controls our mind. Right. Can you, um, can you expound on that just a little
1: bit? What I'm thinking about when that what comes to mind is um, is David. And how, um, even if we read scriptures, I know we think this is so far off or so far away, like it was 4,000 years ago. But these were people. These were. Right. David was a person. He dealt with people. He had a relationship with God, and God said he was the apple of His eye. And he had, he would what revealed to him was that he might have i might have the word in my head i might have it memorized but that doesn't necessarily mean i have it internalized. you know Mm -hmm. when i started like maybe in my early 20s i would read scripture and god bless me with a good memory and i would remember certain scriptures and what i had to learn was to hide the word in the heart because the word if there's no word in the heart then then i'm going to have a have a carnal mind i have to have the word in my heart so it's the heart whatever's in my heart dictates to how I think. And so I want the word in my heart. I just want to memorize it. I want to internalize it. When David sinned with Bathsheba, he was like, after that, he said, he said, thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I don't sin against you. That's a relationship, a love he has for God. It's just like if a husband messes up, you know, with their relationship with their wife and it's like, man, I don't want to lose this woman. I got to get myself together. I need to start making some changes. He started making changes because he didn't want to lose his relationship with God. It's a relationship. You know, when you love somebody, then you start making some changes because you want to make sure you keep that relationship intact. Um,
0: You also talk about how we can't, we have to admit that we can't change people's opinions about us and we can't live our lives trying to change others. So what advice would you give someone who struggles with that reality that they cannot change how people perceive them?
1: Those, I think those things have to be overcome because we have to realize that sometimes the thoughts that people think towards us are evil, or sometimes the thoughts that people think towards us are cruel and their thoughts are manifested through what they say, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And um, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you know what people think or by what they do. And you know what's in their heart because of what they say. And sometimes that, those, what's in their heart and their mind is revealed to you. You know, you can be in a relationship with you. It's like somebody could say something in, that you don't like and they can come back later and say, Well, I was intoxicated. I was under an influence. I was drunk. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say that. No, that was in your heart. The alcohol just gave you the boldness or the courage to say it. Now you meant that. Right. So, what we have to overcome is what people think about us and how we do that is the word of God, where he says the thoughts that I think towards you are good and not evil. Even though the, it's people's thoughts a lot of times that are, that are evil, that are cruel. But God's saying what I'm thinking about you is it's, it's good and it's not evil. And he says, I have a plan to prosper you and bring you to an expected end and he he said he doesn't say that to us when we're on the mountain he says that when when we're on the valley when we're in a hard place a low place because we have so much so low our self-esteem is so low we could have all this negative commentary about us and God mm-hmm. can step in and start saying man but I'm not thinking that other people might be rejecting you but I'm accepting you. I accept you and right. so we want to receive what what God is saying and then that gives us the strength to reject what people are saying when that, when those words are negative, that's, it's the relationship with God, the word of God will start to change how You think you like, I can feel good about myself and I don't have to live my life being concerned about what other people think or having people's approval, having people's acceptance. I got God's acceptance so I can live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you also write some really good blogs on your okay. website.
0: And, um, one of the blogs was titled, uh, can we be lonely when we are not alone? Right. And, do you notice a lot of people dealing with that, especially when COVID hit, a lot right. of us was battling with that, you know, feeling like we were by ourselves because we you know we all had to be locked down in the house by ourselves, I mean, for months and before we actually like kind of snip out and do some things. So how can someone pull themselves out of that feeling of loneliness when they're actually not alone? Right. Or even
1: if they are alone? One of our desires as human beings is well, not everybody desires it, but mo- a lot of people desire a spouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and so you have a lot of people that are single and then you have a lot of people married. It seems like the people that are single want um, want to be married and the people that marry want to be single. And so what I was trying to show was that you can be in a relationship and have people around you, have have somebody around you and still be lonely because loneliness is not external. You can't, solve it just by having somebody in your life. Loneliness is an internal. That's an internal problem. Mm-hmm. You can be by yourself and not be lonely. Or you can be with somebody else, have, have a spouse, and still be lonely because that's internal. And so um, I always go back to relationship with God. It, it is because He, he God's our relationship with God, he resides in our spirit, resides in our heart. And that's what we're curing that's what will solve it so that we can not feel lonely because God is with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Sometimes you people feel lonely like you was talking about the pandemic. Um and we have all these relationships but when we put them in proper perspective, man, all these relationships they have an expiration date on them. You know, we and and sometimes we develop codependencies for people and God doesn't never want me needing people. He wants me I should when I'm healthy spiritually, I want you in my life, but I don't necessarily need you in my life. I shouldn't need anybody. I, my relationship with people should be a desire. My relationship with my wife, and my children is a desire. I want a relationship with my adult children or my adolescent children. I want a relationship with my, my wife or my husband, but it shouldn't be a necessity because the relationship is going to expire anyway. Either it's going to dis- expire uh, involuntarily through death or voluntarily through their decision, through death or divorce. So uh, one writer says, teach me to number my days so I might apply my heart to wisdom. So I should want people, but I should only, God is a necessity. My relationship is a need, I need him. I can't survive and make it without him. And no, I don't want to lose my spouse. But it, it must, if I lose my spouse, that doesn't mean I have to quit living when my wife quits living. I can continue to live, you know, and that's, I want to overcome when my mother passes away. I love my mother have a wonderful relationship with my mother. I'm going to grieve. So I'm dealing with grief, loneliness, all these things that that are part of the human experience. And that's our relationship with God will help us to overcome that, the grief, the loneliness that we feel. That's all internal. You know, Mm -hmm. I can be healed from that because even when those people are no longer part of my life.
0: What three things should a person do for themselves every day to keep, to stay uplifted?
1: One of the things I think we neglect to do is to take Responsibility for our choices. Second thing I'll do is ask God for forgiveness if if I made some mistakes. That's humility. That's how you have a relationship with God. Is because it's through His mercy, it's through His unmerited favor, it's through His Son, it's through the blood and through the resurrection. Without that blood and the resurrection, we don't have a relationship. So it's and then forgiving myself. You know that's that's really what's it's about. It's about receiving forgiveness of for God so I can forgive myself. And then sometimes we try to hurry up and forgive other people but I need to forgive myself first. That gives me the strength and the power to forgive other people. God already forgave us but we're we're, we're just steadily
0: beating ourselves up for whatever reason and we ask for forgiveness he forgave us but we're still holding on to that right, that pain right. and to that 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 whatever mistake we made. Right. And why do you think we do that? Why do you think that we just tend to just hold on to something that God already threw in the lake of forgiveness? Why do we do that to ourselves?
1: I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day too. Is like because sometimes God has to show me like because I'm always focused on the things in my life that need repair, and then sometimes God has shown me is like, man, sometimes you just got to celebrate the growth that has happened in your life you, you've grown, you've matured. Right. Yeah. You've got some things that, that are probably that need to be fixed and corrected, but, but look, but you're growing. This is a process and we play that shoulda woulda coulda game. And I think sometimes, man, we beat ourselves up because, because when we make choices or decisions, we still have to deal with consequence. Like consequence doesn't go away. Like So, and, that, and so that's what I used to do. When I was young, when I was immature in and God, you know, because you're carnal and you got that sinful nature. and Sometimes you just want to gratify your flesh and you just like, well, God is gracious. God is merciful. I'll do this and then ask for forgiveness, not mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, you were really, I'm being deceived because God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows, he shall also reap. So then when you do have an awakening, you're like, man, I done made these decisions and now, you know, the, by the seeds I've sown are my choices and then I have these consequences now. And so we could be beating ourselves up because of the consequence, but God can use the consequence and the, re, re, the repercussion, not to condemn you, but to correct you, to change your thinking. You know, that's what he's, he's, he's correcting me. He's that's not correct. Right, right. right He's correct. And that's perspective. That's what God wants me to see. And so, so I don't have to beat myself up just because I'm going through something. Maybe as a result of a choice I made, he said, no, I'll use it to develop your character. I'll make you wiser. I'll make you better. And then when you come out of it, we'll sing that song like by Marvin Sepp, Sepp's song that was so popular. I never would have made it without you. We'll get to that place. I would have lost it all. But now I see that you hear from me. I'm wiser now, better. I'm stronger. He'll make me wiser, better and stronger. You know, so he'll use it to work together for our good. There's no weapon that's formed against us that shall be able to prosper. No weapon. He'll use all of it to develop to develop us, improve us. So it's perspective. He wants us to see what he's doing in our lives and not just what the devil's doing. Yeah. The devil's trying to destroy me. Yeah. But, but God is working. Like we want to see God as in over this, you know, he's over it. Like he's in control. That's what Mm. he wants to see. Yeah. Devils, he's moving, but God is greater, man. He's, he's greater.
0: Now, how do you stay encouraged? How do you encourage yourself on a day to day? When You're feeling low when you feel yeah, like I think, this is just uh, stupid.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's what because <laughs> I talked to my mama, she's like, You got all this word in you He's like, but I'm human though. Mm-hmm. And I, I have days too where I need encouragement too. So I, I talk to myself a lot, and I think that's something I got like from my father, my brothers. This is something that runs in the family. Mm-hmm. And so what help so because I you know I I study the scripture and I pray. And I read and I pray because I need to pray. I pray because I need God in my life. That's why I'm praying. I'm not trying to be like holier than now and trying to impress other people. I'm praying because I need direction. It's your conversation with the Lord. Yeah, it, so I'm talking time? always right. about, yeah, it's, I'm just talking to myself or talking, you know, to God or just, I'm, I'm encouraging myself. I like, I preach to myself and teach myself. Like what I'm doing right now, I do this when I'm by myself.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's how you say encouraged? Yeah, pretty to, much. You talk, you talk yeah. to
1: yourself? I talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage myself. I motivate myself. Like I can't wait for somebody else to come and preach to me or teach me or whatever. So, you know, I, I just, I, I encourage myself. All right. Okay. See, I don't want to get too deep. Like, what do you tell yourself? <laughs> yeah, it, it just depends. It's whatever's coming out of my spirit. Like, mm-hmm. like. I guess like what I'm doing now, like I'm talking now about the word. I I do a lot of that when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm going over this. Like even before I wrote the book, I've I spoke it all. I have talked it all through. And then I was mm-hmm. like, let me start putting this on paper. Let me start writing this stuff down. I'm saying it out loud. I said, well, maybe I need to write it down. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I've been doing that for years. It's just it, it seems crazy. Even my wife looks at me like, "Are you in there talking to yourself again?" <laughs> so it's just <laughs> it's one of the things I do.
0: Now, you ever catch yourself, I've done this, like uh-huh. trying to encourage someone and then be like, okay, Lord, I hear you and actually
1: realize you're talking to yourself. Right, right. This is something I really need for myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Lord has sent somebody like, with, with their problem and it's actually that. for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even when I started writing the book, I thought I was just like, I'm going to just share this with other people. people. Other people need this. And then I started reading it. And as I kept writing it, I was like, man, this... God is, this is for me. So that's really, it, it's like, it's, it's for me, I'm always seeing what's going on in other people's life because we can, that's just easy to see. It's hard to be self-aware to really be truthful and honest with self and start evaluating self. That's mm-hmm. hard to do because we, out of self-preservation, we don't want to feel guilt or any condemnation. Uh, so we do that to preserve ourselves, but that we want to receive the revelation that God is gracious, he's compassionate, he's merciful. But I have to acknowledge, man, what's wrong. I have to agree with him about it for it mm-hmm. to even be resolved. If I disagree with him about it, then I'm deceiving myself. And I'm making him a lie. I got to confess it. I got to acknowledge it to him. You know, you can't always tell everybody your business, you know, what I'm saying? because everybody can't really handle your testimony. Ain't you know? that. And, yeah, everybody can't handle it. But, you, but God can handle it. He knows it anyway. But I have to acknowledge it for it to mm. be resolved. He, I have to agree with him about it. Like, this is not right. Like, this is sin right this right here i need you to help me with this mm-hmm. and
0: sometimes so you i mean about. you don't even need the word the, the the lord had condemned you within yourself
1: yeah, yeah in the midst
0: in the midst of the mess that you're doing you'd be like oh i yeah. know i shouldn't have did that
1: yeah you'll have that i condition. shouldn't have said yeah. that
0: yeah mm-hmm. but lord i'm sorry
1: yeah <laughs> yeah help me with that yeah so that because mm-hmm. yeah, that's well, the stuff we do is it's 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 hard it, it'll hurt us so we want to mm-hmm. improve you know it's people we're not, really you can't stay in struggling. the spirit
0: always so he knows we're gonna stumble we know we're gonna fall mm-hmm. that's why his grace is there right so, right so yeah it's and speaking of your wife y'all just celebrated y'all 10th anniversary yeah we did congratulations
1: yeah, we did. yeah i appreciate that thank you uh so what did y'all go do yeah we went to um los angeles we went to la and we spent uh about four or five days in that area there we had a great time it was probably one of our best vacations
0: Oh, probably it
1: probably was the best vacation i think just because of where we at mm-hmm. um like in our relationship spiritually and emotionally and i had like i was talking to my bot, my barber and he was like man i could tell man, y'all got real good chemistry and i was mm-hmm. like man i appreciate that because it wasn't always like that because we've had some struggles in our relationship so uh but i thank god for where we are today you know, where we Amen. are, uh, where our relationship is. We like we have um came a long way. And I think that's what we was really celebrating, like we really enjoy each other's company. Yeah, y'all. Look,
0: yeah, I saw the pictures of y'all. Y'all look really happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I
0: saw, look at them all in love and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, won't he do it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how long y'all been together total?
1: Uh, it's probably been about 13 years. So we was together about two and a half to three years before we got married. Okay. Yeah.
0: Long, long engagement or short engagement? Uh,
1: we was, well, we, we dated for about a year and a half and I think we was engaged for about a year, a little over a year. Okay. So I'm saying about two and a half years and then we got married. Okay. So when you told her that you was going to write this book, I, cause I'm pretty sure
0: she's your biggest supporter. Right. So when you told her you're going to sit down and write this book, I, I mean, and told her, and you went through all the different titles and, and mm-hmm. going through all that. Now, did she get to see your first draft, or or was it something that you kept on the hush until yeah. you were completely done?
1: Um, it was a long process, so she was aware of what was going on. I told her what I was doing, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll support you. Go ahead." So, but um, I think I'm. I guess sometimes we're all kind of sensitive, especially you know, about sharing some of the things we have. It, t- it it took a lot to overcome. Like, a lot of times it's just overcoming fear, worrying about what people think. And so, yes, yeah, she was one of the first persons I shared it with. And it was like at the rough, the early stages. And so uh, that was hard for me to like let her read it. And, and um, but yes, yeah, she's always been supportive. You know, she's mm. always been supportive of me doing this. And I, I wrote that in the dedication. I wanted to dedicate it to her because of, you know, her loyalty and her support that she's always had for me. My God has really blessed me with a wonderful woman, a wonderful wife. So, I can't Aww. really say too much. I don't know what more I can say about how, how wonderful she is as a woman. So, I can honestly say that's truthful. I'm not Aww. just saying that. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. I believe yeah. it. It's
1: written yeah. all over your face. Yeah. You ain't yeah. got to say a word. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. It's yeah. I'll just i just appreciate God what He's done because I you know I have put it through a lot as being immature, being irresponsible mm-hmm. as a man. You know sometimes we get married and don't realize the responsibility that you have of being somebody's husband. You just think you you sometimes you get married as a man. Women probably do it too. I want a wife or I want a husband. I want a spouse. I want a companion. I don't really want to be by myself. And I didn't understand the responsibility of being a husband, of being a father, you know, um, so sometimes you're self-absorbed, selfish, rec- reckless, negligent, irresponsible, making choices that, um, that's impacting, having a negative impact on other people. Like I'm just doing me, but um, that, that affects other people. And, and, and um, so, yeah, I, when I, when I talk and write, it's, I'm using the word, I'm using my experiences. I'm not, I don't have to use anybody else's life. And so that's why I think I I give God the praise and the glory, even for my marriage, because I know, man, it had to be God that, that helped us, you know, get overcome some of the difficulties that we've had. And so I I praise God for that, for some of the things that, you know, that I put her through. I thank God that he um, helped us to recover. He recovered, helped us to heal and help us to mature and develop. Help me, you know. Help me to mature as a man, mm-hmm. and develop, and not to lose what God gave me, you know. So Amen. Yeah, I had to wake up, you know. I had to grow up, I had to mature.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah.
1: quick, fast, and a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> especially. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> you just certain like you better, So I'm married to an African American woman, so it's such things, man. Y'all don't. I ain't gonna keep putting up with, you know. What?
0: what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's like, nah, you're going to have to get yourself together. <laughs> what you trying to say about us? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing. I, I, I love y'all. It's, it's a beautiful day. Like my mom, my sister, so mm. and I got three teenage girls in now. So it's, Oh, so ooh, you surround Surrounded. yeah. It's just me and the dog and the only males in here.
0: You ain't got a chance. The yeah, dog's like, dog's like, don't even put me in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I'm on 18. <laughs>
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> I'm by myself. You all alone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's next for you?
1: Um, I'm, I guess I'm thinking about um maybe maybe writing another book. You know, I'm going to continue to write. I would like ultimately like one day to start, you know, you know, to develop a, a speaking career career in public speaking, learn how to do that mm-hmm. and, and, and mastering that. So that's, that's really what I want to do is learn how to become a public speaker. That's something mm-hmm. that I'm not doing. I haven't done. I would like to start doing that.
0: Um, how can people co- uh, find you?
1: So yeah, uh, jeromewterry.com is my website. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have on the website, you know, we talked a little bit about the blog that I have on there. Um, I put out material, try to put out material, you know, every Know, a couple times a month um, and then also the book is available as well too you can there's also a free preview that's that's available you can download the pre preview as a pdf um when you you know subscribe to the mailing list so you can get a preview of the book which is free um, then if you know you know, like the book you can also purchase the book you can go through um, amazon there's links on the website go through amazon for the ebook or you can get the book the paperback book directly from me Um, I'm also on Instagram and social, uh, Facebook as well, too. But uh, so I'm just I'm just writing, using my gift, what God has put in me. And I want to you know share some of the things God has um, given me to, you know, to be a blessing to other people, to help people, you know, with their experiences. And I'm using this this information, too, as I'm using it. It's not just like I'm just giving it to other people. What God gives me, I use it for my experiences, for my children, for my relationships, for my circumstance situations and then and then I share it with other people you know that you know this is the perspective that God wants us to have this is how we should approach it this is how we should deal with it this is how we overcome this is how we get the victory you know
0: amen all right here's the next one well your last one okay if you can have any song be your theme song when you walk into a room what would it be and why
1: um (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to pick a church song.
0: So it probably You know, I, no, nope, you don't have to. Uh
1: the song that, that I I think that really got me through a lot, especially I went through a lot. I got I received a lot of revelation in the like during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm thinking of a song, maybe the song called Victory. I can't remember the artist, but the one song that comes to mind and I really think about a lot is this song. I think it's Psalms. 18 by Todd Delaney. I really like him. That song, "I Call on the Name of the Lord, Who is Worthy All to right. be Praised." Mm-hmm. And that, because that revealed, like going through the pandemic, revealed a lot. I had a lot of growth during that time. Like mm-hmm. I started to thrive, like because it, it brought a lot of stuff out. Like you know, you you re, I started receiving a lot of revelation about you needing relationship. You can't just have church attendance. What you gonna do when the church shuts down? So I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I started to work on my finances. I started working on all these areas of my life, started making adjustments, started making improvements to myself. And God was Mm -hmm. just, I started calling on the name of the Lord, who's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. So I'm probably that
0: All right. Yeah, I will say that about COVID. COVID did a lot of things for for believers, I feel. I -hmm. mean, one, it, it made you tap into your own personal relationship with God. Right. without the middleman of the of the building, the church building. Mm-hmm. And it also made us tap into our creative side. Right. Whether it was a hustle mm-hmm. or whether it was starting your own business or whatever right. the case may be. I mean, I think we all learned ourselves a little bit better if we use that time wisely.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. yeah I, it I, was I, an
1: opportunity. You could see it as yeah. an opportunity if yeah. you saw it correctly. Yeah, like this opportunity to get some things in order to organize some things.
0: Yeah, it work was some
1: things that we got all this time. Let's use it.
0: Yeah, he slowed things down for a reason. Right, we was we was too busy rushing. I know. I gotta know. do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do this and gotta do that. And then we found out when things got slower, we actually got a little bit busier, but it was a better busy. It was productive. Right, right. So, and I always tell people this too. That everybody was like, you know, you know. When you know, when 2020 came and everybody's like the year of vision, the year of vision, and mm-hmm. then, then as the pandemic hit, everybody was like, I hate this year. I was mm-hmm. like, No, you got what you asked for. You said you wanted the year of vision. Guess what? Now you see.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, now yeah. look and observe and do what you need to do.
1: Right.
0: So he's showing you. So, yeah, open your eyeballs. The year yeah. of 2020 was truly the year of vision. So, yeah. Thank yeah, you can't you depend
1: like, live your life depending on like favorable circumstances. And, you, you can. That's what really relationship with God's about. It's about having internal peace, internal joy, because you might not have favorable, circumstance, favorable that's circumstances. That's like, right. So how are we gonna do? You know, when the circumstances are not favorable, you you need you need relationship with God to overcome these circumstances situations. Well, it's not you're not filled with anxiety, you're filled with worry and fear and all that. So mm-hmm. You can get strength from God to to move forward. To, take whatever right. God has for us. We got to take
0: it. And joy is the one thing nobody can take away from you. Right.
1: Happiness
0: yeah. happiness, people can take away from you, but yes. joy they can't.
1: Yeah, the happiness because it's circumstantial. That's and right. joy is not. That's about a relationship with God.
0: Thank you, Jerome, for being on the show and thank you for what you're doing for the community and also for what you're doing with this self-help book. We all can use a little extra help When it comes to renewing our mind and get closer with God. And hey, did you know Royalty Church Girl is live? That's right. Royalty Church Girl has gone live. As a matter of fact, this very episode was recorded live. You can see it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about yours truly, go to www.worldlychurchgirl.com. And if you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email and let's see what we can do with that thing. And hey, why haven't you subscribed? What are you waiting for? Each show is only going to get better and better. So hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only worldly church girl.